Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast where I am joined by Hayley Bonick from Home Handmade by Hayley B. Hayley makes products, everything ranging from bandanas to snuds or snoods as I would call them. Um, she also makes tailored and bespoke products for her local flyball team and other people in the flyball community. We're talking about how she has grown her pet business and how she has done it in her own special way. Hayley um, confesses that she doesn't really like social media and she definitely doesn't like doing video, but she's managed to find a way to grow her pet business really well by making products that have been inspired by conversations about what people need, whether it's somebody at Flyball or her mum or her dad or a friend, she'll then be inspired by what they say that they're actually looking for. We talk about not getting unicus in twist about social media and about the latest trends. And we talk about how she actually gets in front of people and she physically gets in front of people by going to lots of different events and how that has really helped her to grow her business. It's a really enjoyable chat with Hayley. She's so down to earth and lovely. It's been brilliant watching her business grow over the past few years um, since I've known her. And yeah, I think you're going to learn a lot from this episode. She's such a nice, sweet lady. I'll put all the links to go and follow her in the show notes as well. Now onto the main part with the interview with Hayley. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the next one. So Hayley, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's brilliant to have you here. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background and how you started your pet business? Yeah, sure. So my pet business is called Handmade by Hayley B. Um, and it came about after Bracken joined our family in 2017. So she joined us late 2017. Um, and because she's a black and white dog, um, people seem to think she was a boy. Even though I was parading her in lots of pink accessories, it wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> so I started to create bandanas for her. Um, and at the time, my auntie also had three Springer Spaniels. Um, and when she saw my bandanas, she was like, oh, I think my three would like bandanas. Um, and so, yeah, I was just making accessories for Bracken, really, and, and the tribe, as we yeah. refer to them. Um, and then about, I don't know, almost a year later, um, I decided to form Handmade by Hayley B after people had sort of been commenting where could they buy you know, a flower or a bow tie um, and bits and pieces like that. So that was kind of how I how I formed us, basically. Fabulous. Okay. So did you, like, I know you've got a regular day job as well. So how do, so yeah, tell, tell me about how it all worked then with fitting it in with all the, you know, with, you know, alongside your regular job. Yeah, so it's um, a hobby of mine, really. So yeah. I am, you know, a hobby business. Um, I learned how to sew when I was 15. Um, I got taught by my my auntie um, because I decided to make a sewn project for design yeah. technology at school and got taught how to sew. Um, and so I've always been quite creative in the background. So for me, it's actually kind of a bit of downtime um, and a bit of self-care to be able to create accessories because my day job currently is that I'm a HTV transport manager. Yeah. So it, it can be pretty full on um, when you're operating lorries. Uh, so it's nice to just come home sometimes and sit in front of the sewing machine. Brilliant. Okay. So I love um, I love the two different businesses as well, that, or the two different things that you do, the two different jobs that you have. Um, I've done stories in the past about people having two very different careers. So it's, it's always good to know um, of interesting angles like that as well. So 
you go from making things for your family and friends and as a, as a hobby and then obviously it gets kind of grown into a business hasn't it so tell us about that like tell us about what it was like going from you know making things for your family and for people who know you already to actually putting yourself out there to the general public and saying mm, this is what I make what was that like that was really scary when I decided to set up the Facebook page because I believe that's how most of us small businesses start out is with our Facebook page. I sort of wondered if I would get any following or um, whether, you know, there would be any interest. Um, I was very fortunate that I've uh, been involved with Spaniel Aid UK for a little while. So I was kind of already talking to them prior to Handmade by Hayley B being formed. Um, and so once I sort of created Handmade by Hayley B, I was able to share within the Spaniel Aid community. Um, and I have to say that those guys have been so supportive. Um, and I try to support them back as well. So I often donate things to their auctions. Um, we've got a special bandana that I make where all of the profits are donated to Spaniel Aid. Uh, they're a sort of a charity that are very close to my heart. Yeah. So what was it like? It's brilliant with the thing on Span with the um, link up with Spaniel Aid as well. It's really lovely to give something back, isn't it? And also like, you know, to go into a really welcoming community. Um, so that's, you know, that's a really, really lovely affiliation and collaboration that you've got there, isn't it? But what was it like, you know, kind of the first time you shared publicly that you had a business and you know, how did you feel about, you know, what people would think and that kind of thing? What was that side of it like? So when I first started out, my social media posts um, were not what you would say out there. They were very much, oh, look, here's a pretty flower. Yeah. Um, the photography was not the greatest. The content was not the greatest. Um, and I really didn't know what I was doing at all whatsoever. Um, but I just kind of put on some big girl pants and started yeah doing some posts um and i've i've gone along with kind of bracken being the face of the business rather than myself so yeah a lot of people sort of tell you that you need to you need to be visible and you need to be seen um i think i've done one video that i'm visible in yeah um, bracken is very much um, the the forefront of my brand and she's a very good model and she gets paid very well in sausages and gravy bones brilliant okay so I know recently you've done a few you have done a few things where you've been a little bit more visible and you've been you know kind of um you know being seen and put your face out there as well what's that been like for you scary um <laughs> I think I think I'm with everyone in that we don't like the sound of our own voice um yeah. so yeah it was scary but also I feel like it was a step I needed to take um, my favourite kind of thing to do is to get out and about and go to local sort of dog shows and, and take my stall on the road um, and meet people. Um, and so I needed to be able to link the social media content with the Hayley that they meet on the stand because mm. actually Bracken doesn't often come with me anymore. Yeah. Um, so I tried to tie the two together um, so that people can be like oh yeah that was the the lady with the crazy colored hair that we met yeah. at the weekend <laughs> oh no it's good but also I think um, I really I think what you've said there is really important and actually you've just got to do, you've got to do these things at a time that it feels right for you and not feel pressure to you know to start a new business and to be doing doing lives or doing lots of video or, or posting lots of photos of yourself because 
it, you know, if you do that before you feel ready, then it's just really, really hard, isn't it? And that can set you back as well, I think. I think you've done Definitely. it the right, the right way. Definitely. Definitely. So tell us about, like, you've mentioned, you touched on it there about the shows and that kind of thing. But when it came to, in the early days, when it came to marketing your business and sharing what you do and, you know, being visible, what kind of things did you enjoy? Um, so I... I enjoyed doing the local events that unfortunately um, got a little bit postponed because COVID happened. Yeah. So I was a little bit delayed on being able to get out on the road. So I've only been doing that for, for a couple of years. Um, so I very much was online, very much Facebook based. Um, yeah. And I had a, a pretty basic website that you could order from. But I did have a, a a group of you know of people that were following what I was up to, yeah. um, and myself and Bracken started to to do flyball, um, and flyball introduced us into a whole new world of um, dog sport that yeah. I never knew existed. It's given us a lot of inspiration uh, for products, and I've been able to do some sort of collaborations um, and work quite closely with the team that we're part of, which is Rapid Rascals. Yeah, so I know when I first found you actually, or when you first kind of came into my Facebook group and community and stuff, I remember you talking a lot about the flyball. So has that really helped when it's when it's come to growing your business, actually being in that community and and the stuff and you know the work that you do there? And, and actually, I know that's something that you really enjoy as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so flyball um, is a world that I didn't know I needed until I was in it, but now yeah. I couldn't imagine life without it. Um, it's a great group of people um, that, you know, we travel all over the country and I've been able to create some really cool bespoke kind of products um, for different flyball teams. Um, and I really enjoy that side of things. I actually really enjoy being able to start from, from nothing, from yeah. someone saying, can you make this and then you know coming up with a design and and working it out that way um so the flyball community are are absolutely wonderful um and what helps as well is that um we sometimes do have a go lanes so yeah. again at you know your local dog show and things like that you might find a, a flyball team there with a just a you know have a go um, and what's really nice is at these events I often take my stand along as well so the two are kind of interlinked and and you know I get to play a bit of flyball and meet lots of dogs and pop them in bandanas and bow ties Aww. oh that's brilliant so tell us right just in case anybody who doesn't know what flyball is because I've got a vague uh, understanding but tell us about what it is and when did you first get into it as well so flyball is effectively it's a relay race for dogs so they go over four jumps they jump onto a spring-loaded flyball box which triggers a ball they catch the ball in their mouth and they come back over four jumps um, and within uh, sort of flyball you can do it as a team which is four dogs you can do pairs which is two dogs and you can do singles which is just one dog versus one dog yeah um, so it's about speed and about clean um, some people probably have seen it on crofts um, um, and those guys are, you know, the cream of the crop. They are yeah. the best out there um, and they're super speedy. But you don't have to be super speedy to do flyball. Um, and any dog, as long as they're fit and healthy and over a year old, can take part. So Bracken was just over a year when we first attended sort of beginners, shall we say. Yeah. So how did you, so how long have you been doing flyball with Bracken now then? 
So we are now rolling into our fourth year, but obviously, again, we were very, very much hindered by COVID. Um, So we lost a good sort of 18 months of progression and training, uh, which was, you know, was sad that we lost all of that. But it's not actually been too long that you've been doing it. Obviously, you've you've kind of missed out on a lot of stuff, but um, really, like... It, it's it's all pretty new then really isn't it with your business and obviously the fly ball and and that brilliant coincidence as well of of kind of bringing the two passions together which I really love so I think I know what you're going to say when I ask you this but what would you say is the biggest thing that you've done to grow your business um biggest thing I've done to grow it I guess is probably just put myself out there yeah which and again, I use the me term loosely there because mm. it's put Bracken out there. She's a very good model. She is a colour changing model, but she is a very good model. Um, but it's about being brave and it's about saying, hey, I make this and being proud of what you make. Yeah. Um, when I first started, I was a bit like, and, and to be fair, I sometimes still am a bit like, well, if you want to buy a bow tie, you can buy a bow tie. And to be fair, you can buy bow ties and flowers and accessories from lots of businesses. There are lots of us out there doing sort of similar accessories, but we've all got a little different take on it. So in the last probably, I don't know, eight to nine months, I've gone more down a specialized route. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing more bespoke options. Um, I've created some, you know, some team bandanas, team scrunchies, team bow ties, um, team bum bags, you know. So um, I've gone down more of a uh, a bespoke route and a bespoke yeah. element. And my range has always been quite quirky um, and vibrant. And again, by putting myself on the business, people probably are now beginning to understand why, because my hair is never the same colour. Um, <laughs> and and that is me. That is who I am. I'm bright. I'm loud. And that is what Handmade by Hayley B is as well. Mm. Um, and I think I had to dig deep in myself to realise that actually strangers probably would still like my brand, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, definitely. But it, you know, it is putting yourself out there online. It's scary, isn't it? I know we've talked before because I've, I've, you know, I've known you for a good few years now. But um, and I've talked about it before on this podcast and on on the previous one as well. But you know, we all worry about what people are going to think when we. It's one thing being on Facebook just as a regular person sharing your dinner or where you go on holiday, but it's another when you're saying this is what I make or this is what I do, and you worry about what people are going to think and what they're going to say and. And yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? So definitely. And I think um, for me, investing in your membership was key to me. So joining the Pets Get Visible mini membership uh, this year has given me um, a confidence that perhaps I was lacking last year in my own ability you know I know I'm great but I was finding it very difficult to tell other people that I was great Mm. um and so just by having that community of people supporting you as you're going along and kind of coming up with new content ideas I've now got a blog that I try to you know update monthly and I try to do sort of topics that will help the dog owner and the dog parents so Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily hey buy my stuff they're hey did you know about this did you know about that so um again it's the the, finding a community that you can 
lean on when potentially you're not feeling your bravest yeah thank you well first of all thank you for saying um such lovely things and that is exactly what i want the community to be um because i do think you know feeling alone is is really hard and i did want it to be a be a space and a community where people wouldn't need to feel alone and actually they could um you know run ideas by myself and other people in the community and when they take those brave steps whether it's going and doing a live or posting a video or showcasing a new product they have a group of people behind them saying yeah this looks brilliant or you know well done or I'm really chuffed for you so that that's what it was all about so I'm really pleased that it's it's really worked for you because I know from my own experience that's what I needed when I first started working online and I found it myself and I guess that's why I wanted to create it for other people so thank you I really appreciate it. Can you tell me about some of the things that you've done this year that you that might have been outside of your comfort zone before, but you've you've done them and, and how you kind of geared yourself up to do those do those things? Yes, yeah, so this year at the start of the year I launched um my bespoke handmade dog snoods. Um I say snoods, I think you say snoods. Um and <laughs> I and I did a video um tutorial basically of how yeah. to measure for for your snood so that it fits your dog um which involved not only bracken but myself being in front of the camera um and yeah it was the like, one of the scariest things i think i've done for my business but again people needed to know how to measure their dog to be able to order a snood um and now i look back and i think i don't know what i was so scared of why was i petrified to film myself you know doing something that I do all the time you know um so that that did make me chuckle and I think I shared it in the group before I posted it and was just like is this okay does everyone think this is okay and you know everyone was so kind and so lovely um and so that was for me that was a massive thing to to film myself and to hear my voice on a video and and not worry about it um and then this year I've just been more organized with my content so I've really benefited from having kind of a monthly schedule um I still do a lot of ad hoc posts um but I do have a structure that I've never had previously um to my content including things like having a blog um you know and having certain posts sort of scheduled every month to, you know, this is what's happening this month with mm-hmm. Handmade by Hayley B, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's about just telling people sometimes how they can buy from you as well, isn't it? And they can be really scary things to do. But we need to just sometimes just need to tell people, don't we? I love the um, the one that you did about the snud or the snood. And I remember when you posted the video, I was like, another thing you could do with that, Hayley, is how do you pronounce snud? Is it snud or snood? I don't think you did that as well in stories yeah. or something. But yeah. it's about having that having that um, place where you can bounce those ideas around as well, isn't it? And um, because other people will always chime in and go, oh, have you thought about this? Or hmm, what about this? And it's just really helpful, isn't it? Definitely. And I think as well, it's like you said, it's about finding what works for you. So for me, I don't do a lot of videos um I'm not a video person um and I'm just I just don't do videos um and again some of it is probably time you know um with flyball and work and 
other bits and pieces going on. You know, I actually want to focus on why I started the business in the first place, which is making the products. Yeah. Um, so I'm not great at video. I do them every now and then. And I think that that actually makes them a little bit more special when I mm -hmm. do them post a video because people are more inclined to watch it because I don't post them very often. Yeah. Um, I'm very much more a still, you know, photo kind of imagery. Um, and I think I've now gotten into a rhythm with, you know, I've got my colour scheme that I use on all of my posts. So, again, when they pop up in people's news feeds, they're going to be like, oh, that's that's a new post from Hayley. Um, so that, again, it's about being kind of consistent, but consistent in an area that you enjoy. There's no point in making your content something that you hate to do because you won't be successful. So I love what you said there about like not worrying about social media and not worrying about, um, you know, not getting your knickers in a twist about the latest trends and stuff like that. And I guess um, when it comes to your reach, um, you're, you, you, you're seeing people in real life, aren't you, at the dog festivals and, you know, at the flyball competitions. And that's going to be a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, so for me, I used to panic. I used to be concerned about, you know, making sure I'd put content out and, you know, was it reaching enough people? Well, actually, it doesn't matter because I'm reaching more people by attending events and seeing them in person than I'm going to get on social media. So as long as my content is reaching some of my followers and is helpful to them, that ticks the box for me. And I think you don't panic too much about have you posted this week? You know, I go offline for a week because I'm away, you know, and I may, if I remember, schedule a post. I have got better at that this year, but there's no point in me worrying when I get back. And actually, sometimes my reach is better when I haven't posted for a week or two than when I've been on it every single day. Yeah, I found that myself. And I think the reach that you've just described there of being in a field with 3,000 pet parents and, you know, hundreds of people walking past your stall, it's completely different, isn't it? to physic you physically being there you Hayley with your products there in front of all those people to fleeting social media so I love that you've built your business in real life with a little bit of social media but like actually being in front of people I think it's I think it's such a good message for people to hear that you don't actually have to be doing all the things and there are other ways to get in front of people like actually physically getting in front of them yeah and that is it I think probably my my audiences and my followers you know I would say a good kind of 50% if not more have come from meeting me at an event um and you know like this year I've now got a QR code for people to scan and you know they've got all of my contact information because again I've got a newsletter that I do quarterly that I was realizing actually there is a potential market here that I'm missing in capturing. Um, so I've just added them to the stand. So when people say, oh, how can I keep in contact with you? I just go, oh, there you go. Give that a scan and it will give you all the details. Yeah, it's just about trying lots of different things, isn't it? And finding what works for you. Definitely. Yeah, and that is it. And I think especially for small businesses um, and handmade businesses where, you know, most of your time you want to spend on creating the products or coming up with you know new designs I get inspired all of the time by being out and about and being a dog owner you know yeah. 
my my crossbody bag is from my mum because she requested a bag big enough to fit the bits that you need to walk a dog and a phone and some keys and that that was the start of the crossbody bag you know my treat bag was my dad saying can I have a, a treat pouch that's big enough for me to get my man hands in because he was frustrated with the pouches that we had been buying because yeah. he couldn't he couldn't get the treats out easily enough um and I think for me I don't want to be spending hours and hours and hours a week on my social media presence and my website content because I'd yeah. rather spend those hours coming up with something and thinking oh is this on the market is there a you know is there a, a market for it you know this year I've launched a new sniffer enrichment product that is brand spanking new I've never found anyone making making it you know and it was my own idea from things that I've seen at flyball competitions yeah so it's a you know it's an enrichment product designed to be able to be tied around the bars in a crate so that when you are traveling to flyball competitions and things like that and you want to allow your dog to have a little bit of a downtime you can do that with the sniffer shapes if I'd have spent 24 hours a week working on social media I wouldn't probably have even thought of that product. Mm. Yeah, I love what you shared there about the way that you differentiate yourself from other people who are doing similar things. And it's by really responding to what people are looking for and what you're seeing, what people need. So you shared about, um, obviously, you've got that great collaboration and revenue stream with all of your flyball contacts and making kit for the teams but then you've got the products that you've made inspired by your mom and your dad and then your new I, I know I'm not going to make you tell me what it is um but your new enrichment product that's going to be coming out soon that's just like really practical and useful because you know that people need it and that's just really um it's just a great way for you to be different and also a great way for you to have that reassurance I guess that, that things are going to work do you find that do you think Okay, we all get nervous, don't we, when we launch new things? But I think if you've listened and you've watched and you've observed and you've seen that need, it, it does make you think, actually, I think this is going to be all right. Do you find that? Do you feel reassured when you're bringing out something new? Yeah, definitely. So, like, for example, the dog snuds, um, for me, they came about because uh, Bracken is a very short-coated dog. She has, you know, bald patches um, because she's a crossbreed and she's just got short hair. Um, but she doesn't always like wearing a winter coat or a jumper. And sometimes if you're just nipping out, you don't want to you don't want to be struggling putting all of that on. So that was where the snuds came from. Um, and then one of my friends actually purchased a snud for um, her friend's rescue dog, who I think is a whippet greyhound sort of mix. So quite slender, doesn't want any clothes put on at all, completely shuts down absolutely adores their snud absolutely happy as larry to have their snud on and it just you know it's it's providing the dog with something useful so you know my tagline is to create cute helpful or useful products so yeah. my range has to fall into one of those three um but yeah so i think that's how i i look at what I'm coming up with and how I'm coming up with it I try to make sure they tick at least one of those three boxes mm. um, and nine times out of ten they're probably two or three of them <laughs> see this is this is really great to hear because obviously I've known you for a good few years now and I know when you started it was bow ties bandanas and that kind of thing and now it's cute helpful and useful and that's that that is 
yeah that's a brilliant thing for you to be thinking when you're creating your creating your products but also just a really great a great mission I guess as well isn't it I love the story about I'm going to say snood you say snood but I, <laughs> I say snood and the and the whippet and again like these are all stories that you can be telling on your social media that that feel okay don't they because they don't you don't feel like you're ramming your products down people's throats you're actually getting great stories from your clients that are going to be engaging are going to be heartwarming and are going to show you and what you do but in a way that feels you know just doesn't feel like too in your face definitely definitely I mean there's um I I often share Sky's story um because again people don't understand the the benefit of enrichment um in a dog's life um and they don't necessarily understand how enrichment products work um and so where I make my sniffer balls um Sky was a rescue and she was about nine months old when I met her and she had never sort of really experienced anything she hadn't had a puppyhood and she had a sniffer ball and had absolutely no idea how to use it she just used to fling it around she was like I don't get what this is all about so um with a little bit of guidance she then realized that ah I use my nose and I can sniff out my pieces of kibble um, and it's become sort of part of a calming routine for her now, um, much like Bracken's has. Bracken has hers pre-bedtime um, and it's used as part of her nighttime routine. So she she uses up that last little bit of kind of energy that she has and she winds down and she's happy for bed. Um so again I I like to share the stories and probably don't do it often enough actually um, because there's quite a few that I've got where people have really come back to me with absolutely wonderful tales of you know dogs coming out of their shell um, you know being more able to deal with the, the the big wide world because they've been able to spend 20 minutes sniffing kibble out of a fleecy ball oh that's so lovely to hear and really heartwarming and Kayleigh you do know I'm going to be on your case now about those stories don't you yeah definitely you need to be (laughs) (laughs) no I will don't worry so tell us about like what's your favorite thing to do when it comes to getting yourself out there we've talked about loads of different things you've got your flyable you've got your shows you've got the you know just the the community things that you do and the really lovely relationship that you've got with your customers but if you had to pick a favorite thing that you do to be visible what would you say that is Definitely attending local events. Yeah. Um, so the local dog dog shows um, throughout Sussex. That's where I'm based. I'm based in, on the south coast. Um, and I love the summer months. Um, I don't generally have a weekend free in the summer months because I'm either flyballing or I'm at a dog event. But I absolutely love it. I love yeah. being able to meet people, meet their dogs, um, get lots of cuddles and kisses, you know. Um, and um, I'm not saying that spaniels know that I'm a spaniel lady, but, you know, they do tend to lean towards coming and saying hi. <laughs> oh, oh, that's brilliant to hear. And, yeah, I think getting out there and seeing people, it's just, I think definitely after, you know, all the time that we spent shut, up, shut away at home, it's just great, isn't it? I mean, I don't, I'd love to go to more events. Um, and when I do, I just it's just brilliant. I absolutely love it. So what would your advice be? Like you've shared, like it's really interesting hearing your story. Like, in fact, I'm not going to say what your, what would your advice be. I'm just going to say like, what have you learned? If you could go back to, you know, what your expectations were right at the beginning of Handmade by Hayley B and where you are now, what would you say is a big thing that you've learned? 
um, I think I've learned to say that it's okay to not follow, to not be a follower, so to not skip on trends and to not need to post 20 times a day in a special format with X amount of hashtags. It's okay to, to break what the rules are for content yeah. because you will eventually find your own way, your own voice and your own method, and you will find the platform that works the best for you um, and the platform that you enjoy using the most you know i have a tiktok account um and i do use it for handmade by Haley b um i probably share more flyball videos on there than i do um handmade by Haley b because i'm not a video person as it turns out i like pictures i like still images and uh, that is the content that i'm happy to produce and put out there it's probably taken me a while. When I started the business, I definitely hopped on all the trends. I definitely went, oh, I need to ha have all of these hashtags on this post. No, you don't. No, you don't. You you put what is relevant to you yeah. um, and believe that you're enough to yeah. succeed. Oh, Hayley, that is so lovely. And yeah, so much wisdom there. Thank you for sharing. And I love what you've just said there, you know, believe in, believe you're enough and believe in yourself. And yeah, I just think that's a really, thing, really lovely thing to end on. So I, you've talked about your mystery product, which you won't share with me, but I know you will share it. I don't expect you to share it here, but I know you will be sharing it um, lots and lots when it is out and it sounds very exciting so i will link to your website in the show notes and if your product is out by the time the podcast is published i will link to that as well um, but tell us about where we can find out more about you yeah so um i'm on all of the social media platforms as at handmade by Haley b um, my website is www.handmadebyhaleybee.co.uk Lovely. Okay. Well, look, thank you so much for coming and talking to me. It's really, really, really lovely to have you on the podcast. I know we've chatted for a few years now and I've loved seeing all that you do. So that's why I wanted you to be here. So thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. So I really loved doing that chat with Hayley and I think she came out with loads of brilliant things. But the thing that I really loved was when she said near the end that it's okay to break the, what the rules are when it comes to content because eventually you're going to find your own way. And I also loved that she said you just do what's relevant to you and believe that you're enough to succeed. I thought that was a really lovely message to um, end the podcast on. Hayley, in this episode, she talked about being a member of my Pets Get Visible community. And if you're a small business owner and you are looking for support and to, yeah, basically have access to the things that Hayley's talked about, to community, to people who want you to succeed, to people who are going to cheerlead for you, then I will tell you a little bit about my Pets Get Visible membership. It's a brilliant community of pet professionals who collaborate and support one another in marketing their work. Every month, we have calls where you can plan your content marketing so you can consistently communicate with your clients and community online. We have coaching calls to answer any questions and challenges that you might have. Or as Hayley talked about, if you're having a bit of a wobble, you can come along as well. We also have three co-working sessions every month where you get your bum in a chair and focus on your marketing and get it done. And as a bonus, you also have a a listing on my award-winning pet blog for pet owners it's called thepawpost.co.uk and you have a directory listing on there so people can find you that way as well 
It means people can discover you as they read articles I've written on the blog and being listed also improves your visibility on Google and other search engines. The membership is only £30 a month or £330 for the whole year. And if you'd like more information, visit publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk forward slash pets get visible. And I will put that in the show notes as well. So thanks so much for listening to the chat with Hayley. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will be back next week with another episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. Thank you for supporting the show and I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye for now.